0: Uh, cool. Hello, everyone. Uh, so this session we're going to talk about medication trials. Uh, what do you guys know about medication trials before we start? Matt knows that they involve medication. Med- medications. Yeah. And uh, Meg's already told me that they sometimes involve placebos. That's good. What, what else do you guys know about medication trials? No. They do have different phases, have different phases and, and we're going to explore that. Good. Yeah.
1: Not all trials that include medications would be seated study. How just
0: mm-hmm.
1: because it depends what you're looking at. Yes, cool. Um, you might not be looking at the drug, mm-hmm. for instance, you might be looking at the way it's given, so it wouldn't actually be classed as a Good. investigation or medicinal product. If you have as
0: well around um, new medication, medication, medications, new medications, and also try just all medications for the new kind of old conditions today. absolutely. So that's Bloom, that's very important. So some drugs Ooh. come in and out of fashion, and you find that what they were originally were used for actually have a purpose for, for other things as well. Really good, 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 good.
1: good. It gets the news when you put six men in it in ITU. Yeah.
0: Have you seen my slides? No.
1: That was awesome. uh, that's
0: the only thing I remember about any kind of <laughs> trials yes. is really, and going to get that you boy. So it was so, a I think had like a really catastrophic trial
1: once. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. like well, you recently. guys have read my slides. Oh. <laughs> this <laughs> is what happens <laughs> when I ask questions to start. No, I know, no, it's good. It's
0: good <laughs> right, okay, cool. We're on the we're same thing. They were healthy
1: men Yeah, but they didn't even try a fluid of fluid mid amide, did they? All the babies have gone. And then all the babies came out. This is all really good. Can
0: you save it for about five minutes? <laughs> 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 otherwise, the editing is un- unbearable. Well, otherwise, it's like, yeah, this is over now. But anyway, excellent. Okay. Uh, although, this is a nice, friendly environment where we can all talk yeah. together and hold hands and look at but the sunset it, and all, it, and all of that. Much. So, but, but please do it in the order that right? i <laughs> 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 That's what we could turn the shape into at the top,
1: though. We yeah. could nice. I think
0: this, if they were in purple, I think this is dream. Personally, but
1: we're well, well, not all of them.
0: Personal. We could probably do that.
1: Why haven't we done that you?
0: yet? Oh, why no. a, we could do it. I'll suggest it to
1: Frank. They don't remind each other. Another holding hands. I'm surprised you managed to. Leave manage manage
0: it in the void. So, the why do we need to do medication trials? To prove that they're safe. Yeah. To prove that they're safe. That's one point. Prove important. that they've got a clinical benefit. To prove that they work. Under that there, because they do a lot of them on animals there, so you can't extrapolate them to humans Brilliant. properly with them. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. it's becoming less so, less. so, all medicines are somewhere along this road, aren't they, of risks and benefits. Whatever we do to our patients will ultimately have some sort of risk associated with it. Whether that's, I'm going to reduce your stroke risk by putting you on rivaroxaban, but I'm going to make you scared every time you bump your head or increase your risk of a nosebleed, etc., etc. Uh Here's a really good antibiotic called gentamicin that's going to save your life, but it's going to knacker your kidneys potentially in the process. So there's always this sort of always along those line. Yes. Right. Here's as well. That's a good point. Um, can you remember a few months back when we did our ethics session, what's the first line of the Hippocratic Oath? Yeah, primum non nocere, as they say in Latin. First, do no harm. So the first thing we've all got to do in our approach to our patients is make sure that we're not doing. And that we're actually what we're doing yeah. works, which is why we are doctors and nurses and we are not homeopathic fraudsters. <laughs> <laughs> have, you Rich, uh, have you all seen the bit of Mitchell and Webb bit about homeopathic A&E? No. It's only like a two-minute clip. It's brilliant. It's a guy who's been run over by a bus. Get a bit of... Okay, grab a bit of that bus, water it down, water it down, water it down, water it down, and give that to him. It's just things like that. It
1: makes you bad, makes
0: you better. Yes. And, uh, well, his lifeline is very short, let's extend it. All controversial, There's things like that. It's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. sums up the whole homeopathic industry. Uh, excellent, so um, somebody mentioned this drug. What's the drug? The lidomide. so this I think is the most famous example of a medication that went wrong. Why was the thalidomide, what was its original purpose? Antisickness. Antisickness. Anti-sickness. And did it work? Yes. It worked brilliantly. What was the problem with thalidomide?
1: That.
0: Yeah. So it is a chiral drug. So there's a drug that's left-handed and a right-hand, so it has two different isomers, basically two different ways the molecules are arranged. One way is completely safe and brilliant. The other way makes your children go like this. And there was no way of knowing when we were giving women the drug, how much proportion of which way round the drug was. So women were having great benefits, not having morning sickness, which is horrible. We've all seen people being hospitalized, like the uh, Duchess of Cambridge, she's been hospitalized every time with her pregnancies. Um, But then obviously there was a whole generation of children born with horrendous uh, limb deformities like this one. So this is an absolutely um, classic case of, of that. Interestingly, Interestingly with how many percentage-wise, of how many children all. I don't know the rough percentage. I know it's in the tens of thousands worldwide. The Problem
1: with it was, was that it wasn't just so the GPs were prescribing one mum but then that mum was going to her mum friends and giving her mum friends the same drug. Okay. So there wasn't a linkage to how many children were born and how many prescriptions were given yeah. because it was just handed out. Because that's it's amazing. Prescriptions. Um,
0: but it's interesting. It's another example of a drug coming in. because obviously thalidomide was completely stopped, whereas now it's been shown to have really good benefits with certain cancers and leprosy because it does work. You know, obviously it's a lot like um, a lot of medications that we take. You absolutely cannot become pregnant while you're on it, but it has some other good benefits as well. So it's a classic example of us really needing to be safe and why there are so many phases of medication trials. Most drug studies
1: say, well. Well, you'll have to prove that you're either. Um, sterilised or you're on effective yes, contraception. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. So it's like our patients with epilepsy have to make sure that you know, if there are certain drugs that they that you are on a Well
1: um, for the man, man as well. So you can't if you're gonna be a man in a drug study, you can't be unprotected. Yeah, you can't be trying to get you Mrs. Mrs. and off. Or accidentally get you up. Yeah or accidentally getting everybody
0: in a nightclub on the door. And so the Elephant Man <laughs> trial, as it's now been known as, so you've sort of mentioned this one, so this was a monoclonal antibody study that, um, I can't, can't remember which phase of study they were at, but it was volunteers, and it wasn't a very large group of them, but apparently within an hour of being given the medication, they felt like they were on fire, their face and hands were swelling up, their airways were occluding, their blood pressure was through the roof, uh, some of them lost limbs or bits of limbs because they became necrotic and dropped off. I'm not sure were the deaths. Can't, I can't remember. I can't, I
1: can't remember exactly what happened. Uh, but they, they it ended, ended up on they ITU. Actually, sibling, massive you know, organ
0: actually, failure: liver, yeah. kidney, yeah. lung failure, uh, ending up on ITU. Um, and as you can see, an otherwise completely healthy young man, perfect for a volunteer, uh, went through this. And it obviously made big headline news, but again, illustrates the need of why we need to do medication. Was there trauma? not
1: an element of placebo in this one, though? No, they gave them all the active drug at the exact yeah. same time. Yeah. No, but was there not others there that um, saw what was happening Yes, to men so there was a degree of hysteria. Had, yeah.
0: There was a degree of mass hysteria with people going, oh my god, uh, uh, and, yeah. and you know. But this happens with all of these things, so A&E's in Salisbury area had a mass influx of people going, I'm feeling really ill and itchy and I'm short of breath, and obviously, everybody's thinking, you've had Novichok poisoning, and no, it was actually a, mass, a case of mass hysteria. Yeah. But yeah, so these, these, uh, this case absolutely sums up why we need to have medication trials, because prior to this, like Amy said, there were animal studies and everything, and it was all going brilliantly, and I think this is a really good drug that we could use, uh, and then this happened, so it shows the need. Uh, and Megan's already spoken about placebo. So while we want to make sure that it's safe, we also want to make sure that it works. If you give a patient a sugar pill, they will feel better. You know, that is a well-known fact. Do you know what placebo means? I didn't know this. It's a Latin word. It's a band isn't it It is a band. <laughs> so it's Latin for I will please. Which I think is quite nice. Because uh-huh. that's where it came from.
1: Yeah, because they expect medications, they come to you, and if you're a you'll be fine without an So you can, see,
0: you, you can see where doctors back in the day, especially when there was a lot of money involved, were like, I will please, here is a, a completely pointless pill, Um What is its definition? What is a natural placebo, though? What? Something
1: that mimics no. the look and test of. Not, nec- not, necessarily, not necessarily mimics necessarily it. That. Because a good placebo will look Because you can have rubbish placebos. Yeah. But but if but also if you don't know what the acting one looks like, then you in certain sort of circumstances you could just give somebody a yeah. pill and then
0: one you know. So it's essentially it's any intervention that you know will not work. That is essentially a placebo. So you might do a trial of one drug that you know works versus another drug that you think might work and you're comparing, that's not a placebo. A placebo is, this is just sugary water. It will have no benefit to your condition whatsoever. But the reason why we do use placebos, rather than doing nothing, is that if a patient is getting something, they will feel better. It's what's known as um, the placebo response. Okay? And that can be a nice warm feeling that I feel better versus actually having a physiological response. If a patient is given a placebo and they think it will lower their blood pressure, it lowers their blood pressure. Well-known and documented, and we've already talked about that trial with patients with back pain. Um, It's in the Nature magazine of patients having this amazing response and being able to walk again, having been given a placebo. And even when they're told that it's a placebo, they carry on wanting it. It's brilliant. IV placebo will work better than a tablet placebo. Uh, and different colours have different benefits. So red is a good placebo colour. Uh, in Italy, where their royal colour is blue, they are really a uh, blue pill in Italy will work better than a non-blue pill. Well blue pill
1: works heavily red work better. <laughs> <laughs> well it depends on the blue pill. That depends on the blue pill.
0: Not the blue pills you find in a vending machine in, in the toilet. So yeah, so that's the placebo response. Um, The amount of a response versus if you had nothing, that's what's known as the placebo effect. Okay, so this is well documented. Most patients will regress to the mean, diseases get better. So we need to make sure that actually what we're doing is the benefit of the medicine rather than uh, just simple chance. Cool. So this brings us on to our tabletop exercise. In the table in front of you, there is an envelope, a brown envelope. Uh, and there are various stages of a trial that I've cut out. What I'd like you to do is, in your groups, try and arrange them into order, into what you think the order of a medication trial would be. So, what have you guys got as your top? Non human testing to gather information about pharmacokinetics and possible toxicity. Yeah, non-human testing to gather information about pharmacokinetics and possible toxicity, brilliant. Yeah. Is there a particular order that they would test the non-human mm-hmm. testing on? So they do it on like mice first, then rats, then dogs. So they do it on cells these days.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: On cells? Mm-hmm. So they use beagles anymore? Oh good. So they might use mice. <laughs> or collies, <laughs> They might use mice, but this that's a very early stage. So that's actually not usually included in the phases of a trial. So this is checking through the literature, having a look at what's known about these particular drugs, seeing what's done in lab studies on cells or on a, something such as a mouse. But it's an idea of having, you know, looking and having an idea of how, how, how our drug works, what receptors it works on, etc. 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 and all of that. Brilliant. Because I used, in the village I used to live in, we used to have a, a animal testing site just off the side of the village. Really? And we, you just to protests? Protests. Yeah. Yeah, we used to have loads of protests. Yeah, we used to where I went
1: to high school.
0: There's usually one opposite the QMC. Some people dress in lab coats and hold up signs. It's it for not
1: for. Do
0: they do that washing though, don't they? No, that's that. They sit on the other side. So they are. These are for the animals. They sit on the, They stand on the side of the A52 with signs and they've got blood on their lab coats. It's a bit. The true one. The real blood. Uh, I hope not. <laughs> cool. Uh, okay. So what's time. the next one? Testing the pharmacokinetics of the drug in humans, it's half-life and metabolism. Brilliant, yeah. So this is what's usually known as phase zero, so this might be giving really small doses of a drug. So say you're interested in the thyroid gland, this is you giving really tiny, just little doses of the drug that you know are going to have no inf- um, impact whatsoever, but it's about testing its half-life, how is it metabolised? You know. Things like that, just to give us a little bit more information. How many people do you think you're going to need for that sort of stage? Yeah, ten, if that. So, a very small group of healthy individuals who aren't on very uh, many other medications, just to have an idea of, you know, our new drug and how it works and, you know, how it's metabolized, etc. Cool. What did you guys have in there? next? Did they? What did you put in there? Uh, testing the drug in ideal conditions to see if it has a therapeutic effect. Okay. What did you go? At? What did you? Same. Nineteen. No, okay.
1: And you don't know, the other uh, way you out. disagree.
0: So phase one is about testing your dose ranges. Ah. Yeah.
1: So this isn't particularly clear, because actually we have a study running at the minute which is looking at doses and ranges in amoxicillin. Yeah. So it comes right at the end. Okay. So if.
0: If people put it at the end, I think they should get a point for that. Is it a competition then? It's not. No, no,
1: we haven't. We've just put it there. We had it there. Yeah. Get it
0: below. The next one. Okay. I did want this to turn into an argument. (laughs) Well,
1: it has, (laughs) Jamie. If you'd have fed us, it wouldn't have been hanging with you. I
0: am really sorry, guys. Okay.
1: Do all next time.
0: Double food next time. Mm -hmm. So phase one is all about, you get a group of, another small group of volunteers, I'll give one small dose to one, double it for another, give a bigger dose and a bigger dose, and it's about testing the dose ranges of your drug. Again, you've got a small group of healthy volunteers, and it's just an idea of seeing where's the dose range gonna be, where's the therapeutic window for this drug in our patients. Okay, so you're still at a very early stage okay so that's that's what phase one is broadly speaking all about what do you guys have next for phase two the one that we have in phase three Ideal conditions. Ideal conditions, ideal conditions. Brilliant, absolutely. So, this is where you've got your group of patients who will have the specific condition that you're interested in. So, say, cancer studies, say, a patient with thyroid problems, and you're going to test the drug usually in a centre or somewhere that you're going to be able to guarantee has ideal conditions. Okay. And so, Say that your new drug requires weekly blood tests, this is where you can guarantee that your patient on that medication is getting a weekly blood test to assess their dose, assess their response to the medication as well. And phase two is interested in this word that we call efficacy of the drug. The efficacy of the drug. How does that drug work in ideal conditions where you know that you're getting it at the right time every day um, and you're getting the right level of monitoring. So in a larger number of people, a few hundred patients are in this stage, okay, and you know they're getting good monitoring and they're getting everything recorded. So that probably leads on to the next one, which you would probably, what have you put to the next one? Testing in, real world. Testing in real world conditions, absolutely. So now we're into a few thousand patients out in the real world, at their GP practice, in hospital, and we're assessing actually what happens to that drug in the real world. Okay. And this is where you might find that bit of conflict: that it's absolutely fine having a weekly blood test when you've got a small number of people and they're in a specialist unit. But what is it actually like in a GP practice having to bring our new patient in with their thyroid to have their TFTs checked every week? And you might find that there's some conflict there. And this is what's known as the effectiveness of the drug. So phase two is about the efficacy. Phase three is about the effectiveness. Phase two and phase three are where the vast majority of trials are at, okay. and so that's where a lot of the trials that we're seeing are about the efficacy and the effectiveness of the medication. Because it may well be that there's a new drug that's great in trauma, but then you need to have hourly sequential blood tests after it. That might be great in a lab, absolutely fantastic, but then how does that actually work in a major trauma center that is the busiest day in Europe, such as ours? So, that's uh, that's really useful information for everybody. So, and finally, you've got widespread, widespread use. Yeah. Monitoring widespread use. So, this is what's known as phase four. Okay. So, this is where the drug has a license. We've found it to be safe. We know the dose range. It's got an indication. Go forth and use it. But this is about monitoring in the community. It's widespread use to see what happens. And then, is there a reporting of patients 10 years after taking this medication presenting with pulmonary disease, for example? Is there there a cohort of women who take this disease coming in reporting birth defects, etc., things like that? So this is all about that. Or is it patients on this drug, once they start taking another one, is there an interaction that we haven't come across? In the UK, it's the MHRA, they're responsible for the safety medications and devices that's in this country so they are responsible for all the equipment and all the drugs that we use and they are the ones that are involved in phase 4 monitoring. Do you know how we can report things if we suspect an effect?
1: Yellow cards.
0: Yellow cards, Yeah. So if you look ever looking at BN, uh, uh, BNF you'll find this yellow card system and it's a way of reporting. Um, there is a website as well and there's even an app so that you can report any ill effects that you come across. So if you if you think that your patient has had an effect due to whatever we've done we can report it and they can go okay we agree or no. If they're part of a drug study though you
1: wouldn't do it through a yellow card?
0: No. No. But this is all technically still. It's Phase 4 It's still monitoring about it. So no. Phase 4 is a continuous thing. It yeah absolutely. It doesn't end ever. It doesn't end ever doesn't end ever. We are still checking to see what happens, you know, with every drug pretty much. So could you ever kind of officially 100% say that a drug would be safe to use? Technically no. Because, because we have to we, we always have to assume that there could be something. So, you know, and the drugs change uses. So for example, we've started putting everybody we started putting people on low-dose aspirin, which we we weren't doing. Now people are on low-dose aspirin. That needs to be, well, so what's the long-term, you know, benefit of, you know, are, is there any impact on that? So, you know, because as I said, drugs come in and out of fashion, we use it for different things. We are now starting to give patients thalidomide again. So we know about some effects that that has, obviously, but are there any others that are going to come across? But no. you these different tasks, so say you're in a lab and you created this brand new do- drug, mm-hmm. how long is it realistically going to take for that, when you first kind of initially create it, to when it becomes available? Years. 60, mm-hmm. it's about, a long, long time. What about if you're using a already produced drug for a different. Well, it could going on six years. Is it a shorter short time frame? Is it still it's a shorter time, so especially if your indication, so if your drug is indicated for one thing and you think of another thing that is related, i.e., another sort of bleeding, that is a shorter period of time. But if it is a drug, say, thalidomide, that's been used for. Uh, morning sickness and you want to use it for leprosy that is a bit of a bigger jump. So there's no hard and fast rule but it is after it's years and years and years. So cancer Research UK have a really good page about the phases of trials I recommend giving that a read because um, obviously a lot of patients who have cancer are on some sort of trial so it's a lot of really good information aimed at patient groups. Um, and I really recommend reading the nature in September two thousand and eighteen, their uh, article they published about the placebo trial with patients with back pain. It's a really, really interesting, good read. The or oh, there is a TV program about it. Cool. Uh, so next month we're validity, reliability, generalizability, and oh, we're talking about bias and confounding factors. That's going to be a bit of a bumper session. Mm. Uh, so oh, that's
1: nearly all very big words, James. Very big words, <laughs> but we'll break
0: we'll we'll, uh, we'll break <laughs> it down. Oh, what it f- that? something with day, what's that? And
1: oh, and <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: such about the only word I know, <laughs> isn't it? Such a derby. fan <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Okay, so nice. democratic. What's the pun for today going to be? Something
1: about a hard pill to swallow.
0: Oh, hard, hard. That's what you said,
1: isn't
0: it? Hard pill to swallow. Bitter pill to swallow. A Brexit
1: pill to swallow.
0: Okay. Is it Brexit
1: related? Is it Brexit, Is it Brexit related? related? You changed it. If you are, you're so right right No, I
0: haven't got one. It's Democrat. The literally <laughs> isn't one, so um, it's yeah, up to uh, uh, where uh, It's up for us to. It's up for you guys to come up with. What you, have have you have to like the pun to be? Oh, I was like you
1: know. Jamie, you couldn't think of one, could you? No sweets and no pun. I mean, yeah. It's not really been on blind research, has it? No. As if we weren't disappointed. Pill to to give are a fun activity. It's true. And I was going to
0: teach
1: you about it in the next hour, so you sign up. So. It doesn't have to be a
0: trial. <laughs> no.
1: I think bitter pill to swallow is. A bitter,
0: bitter pill one. to swallow. Don't make it a bitter pill to swallow.
1: Yes. Let's be positive.